What's up everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is a little brother Jace. Broshot, how are you today? Hello! Doing good! Doing good. Good. Lots of stuff has happened, and there's lots of directions to go in. I want to talk mostly about Marvel Studios today, because, as always, there's a lot to talk about with them. But, before I get into that, there have been lots of, lots of discussion about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm almost about to get to the point where I need to shut the internet off in terms of Obi-Wan. So, everyone doesn't spoil everything. It's just wild. Like, people are like, I can't wait to spoil this. Let me spoil it. It's kind of absurd. And one thing that made the rounds was that Darth Maul was written out of this season. And it seems like there may be more than one season. There was talk of maybe this isn't just a one-off deal and maybe there's a potential for two seasons. If so, I say this. Yes, please. And please continue. So, Darth Maul was originally going to be the villain, but then they were like, why don't we just put in Darth Vader? And I'm always of the opinion that Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Darth Vader. So I'm not too upset with it, especially with Hayden Christensen back. Maybe we're going to see some flashbacks of the Clone Wars, which would be awesome. What's your take on this? Are you upset that Maul's not there? Knowing where we know where those characters are going to go from Clone Wars. No, I, I actually am glad they didn't go with Maul because if they did, then they'd be like, all right, it makes no sense that from Star Wars Rebels that Maul doesn't know where Kenobi is. And that was very much like the... Uh, crux of like the Maul and Ezra storyline where they were both trying to figure out like one's trying to find out a potential help the Jedi help the rebellion one's trying to get to Kenobi looking in this holocron so I really would I like that storyline so I would rather have nothing touching that uh, at all and he Maul shouldn't see um, Obi-Wan for the next basic 10 to 15 years at all it, it most I, I don't want them to have any conversation I want to hear maybe Moss trying to figure out where he is like he's using his black sun resources from and maybe kind of rapping like stuff like uh, with um, solo like kind of like him trying to use his feelers to find him but never almost uh, use a wrestling touch they never touch so I really don't want that to be a thing so now you I raise an interesting point there because if there's talk about bringing Darth Maul and Obi-Wan, why not just do a Darth Maul series with the Red Sun? And I don't know who the opposition could be. Maybe Solo again. Bring back Alden Emmerich. He was good in Solo. That could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we can... I would like to see a, a Darth Maul solo series. Not with Han Solo. <laughs> just standalone series. Having him and not so much in the Boba Fett realm. I've been reading a lot of complaints about people who really didn't enjoy Boba Fett because they didn't like this, uh, let's make him a kinder, gentler bounty hunter who's not a bounty hunter. I get that. And I don't think Darth Maul is the kind of character that you need to have a face turn or anti-hero yeah. spin. He can just be a straight-up villain. So we kind of need a strong good guy. I was about to say face. Good guy to oppose him. That doesn't necessarily need to be a Jedi because this is the non-Jedi time. But... Anyway, you just you you need him basically king of spice and uh, black sun gangster. You need like kind of 
working outside. I mean, almost. And here's here's the weird thing about Maul, is he's got to work outside of the law, but he's also got to work into the point where Palpatine doesn't know he's alive still. Because as we know from Rebels, if Palpatine sees him, he will he will take that dude down. <laughs> so he does not have. He's got to work out, and that's kind of where I would worry about a series because it's like don't make him sympathetic he's a crook he's a bad guy and if you try to make him like i'm not as bad as palpatine you 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 need kind of real shade to do it justice and he i mean that's why his when he's talking to ezra in uh rebels you're like this dude is still shady like why why would we buy him and he's got to play that very well and i think just leaving him I think leave them all alone until Rebels is the best way to go. So that's it for Star Wars. Also, some sad news from the MCU. William Hurt, who played General Thunderbolt Ross, died Sunday at 71, or was that Saturday? He died over the weekend. And Mm -hmm. it was so interesting because it's like, oh man, he won an Oscar for something I totally didn't even know. But it's cool seeing how an actor who had such a presence in the 70s resonate with modern audiences just for appearing in those silly comic book movies. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, it's like as much as some of these people hate on these established actors coming into Marvel movies, it's like, do you understand how much it brings them to a new audience and they appreciate their work so much? And then they'd be like, and then, you know, it's like, oh, I, I remember like, I mean, not uh, Dan, I was going to say Dame Judy Dench, but, um, uh, what was the lady from uh, Fast and Furious? My brain's... Helen, Helen Mirror. Mirror. Yeah, just like her and... Oh, she's going to be in Shazam. Oh, that is cool. Like, oh, it's like, hey, get your paycheck. Get an extra pay- couple paychecks. You know, you don't have to live on... I used to be a star. I used to... I used to have movies that people went to see. And you <laughs> now you can be like, nah, yeah, I was in a blockbuster last week. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Sam- and they paid me. Samuel Jackson was talking about the uh, directors who are hating on comic book movies and like, well, nobody goes to see your movies. And I thought that was great because he's like, I don't care. And, you know, granted, Sam doesn't say no to movies, but I like the fact that he's just like, why are y'all taking it so serious? So since we're introducing Sam and we'll talk about the one MC project that's not coming out this year, let's talk about Secret Invasion. It's come- slated for next year. And... um I'm hyped about this in large part because I just watched Earth's Mightiest Heroes and watch how well they did that. We're going to talk about that in detail later because I'm started back with season one for us to go with our deep dive on Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. But anyway, they've confirmed so far that War Machine Rhodey is going to be on the show one way or the other. And so is Martin Freeman, who plays Everett Ross from the Black Panther series. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. I can't wait to see how many characters they pepper through Secret Invasion. And I hope it is a lot of characters that we're familiar with. And some who are scrolls and some who are just, yo, bashful characters. And I wonder if this would provide them an opportunity like Marvel had. And I feel like they just didn't take advantage of it despite the walking death factory that's modern comic books to bring back a character that's dead. And like, yeah, that was a scroll. I'm, I'm here and I'm alive. I don't know what happened. I've been captured by this ailing race for ten years. Who's Thanos? I was gonna say, I, I mean, it is. I mean, we, we, let's let's be honest. We we want we want 
uh, Quicksilver back. Like, just, that's an easy one. <laughs> that, like, would, want that would be great if we could have him come back and be like, yo, because, of course, he should have. we should have seen him turn into a squirrel after all those bullets that killed a speedster. Um, killed him, but he would be a really good candidate just because he would have so much wide open space to navigate as a character. Well, let's. I, I'll give you. I, I'll give you some comic book writing here. So when he actually got shot, Nick Fury was there. See, see, see where I'm going. The shield actually pulls his body because they actually know what the scrolls are like. So they pull him and then throw another dead body. Just you know, put him in the outfit. Do some. Uh, they put the mask on him. Quicksilver's gone. Quicksilver is gone. So I'm, so let's see who. What other dead characters would work? Aunt May. <laughs> You know, I don't she want too many. That's 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 the one thing. I don't want. I want to put it blunt. I want dead to be dead. In some on some sense, but stupid ones like Josh Whedon killed characters, but make no sense. I want that erased. Everybody yeah. else's death in the MCU has had a purpose. Yeah, like so I'm like lower mine and have it be Gamora. That would be great. Who Gamora? Cause she hit the ground. We didn't really see Gamora's body. I know they're not going too far off with the let's bring in every superhero, but she would be an ideal one because we never see a close up of Gamora landing on the on that on Vormir's surface. They could also do a mind twist and have Black Widow show up in the series, but she could be a scroll. Yeah, I think she I think she has to be a scroll. I mean if they ever if there ever was one to be a scroll, it would be her. And then it's like, has everybody kind of, well, Nat wasn't dead? No. Oh, my gosh, that was a scroll. Oh, my gosh, how did you guys? Oh, I'm so sorry. And then it is a scroll. Like, that's the, the, the mind F. It's like, oh, gosh, it was a scroll. And everybody was so happy to have Nat back. But Clint was kind of maybe, he's like, wait, I don't know. Like, maybe have Clint be the one. It's like, I think it's Nat. I see Nat. But it, I didn't. Son's not tracking right. Mysterio so he's would be another right. one that would be fun. Who? Mysterio. Mm. Just because I didn't like the fact that we killed off Mysterio. <laughs> Just because he was such a cool villain. And he got the gotcha, Peter. So I would like to see him back just so they could have the Sinister Six come back again. Well, I mean, that's here. And this is the there's a great thing about Doctor Strange 2. It is the possibility. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go there. We're going to go to... Yeah, we're going okay. to get to but Yeah, okay. So let me go back to Sigrun Bait. I, I think this gives them a whole lot... This gives this is like a fun TV show that I think they can play around with a whole lot because we're, we've been introduced to the scrolls and we kind of know that there's not like kind of hijinks, but they, they're... Especially if you're going to have like the militarized faction of them, you could definitely play around with the MCU characters... And, like, um, the side characters that you're like, oh, well, that was, a, like, oh, it was, like, all the guys who were part of HYDRA was HYDRA. The guys who were in S.H.I.E.L.D. that were HYDRA. Were they all S.H.I.E.L.D.? I mean, were they all scrolls? You can play around like that. And, and like, Mark uh, uh, Grillo. He's Frank Grillo. Like, hey, Frank Grillo is like, hey, remember how we said we were going to have you in for nine movies? But we have you in here for a series. So would you be interested? And I'm like, I'm, I mean, that might be one, because I know he was like kind of, 
And basically he was like, kind of, oh, I'm not even coming back for in-game. Man, I'm done with these dudes. And then it's like, but we're still honoring. Come on. Like, you you like money. Come on. You know you want back in. So he would be somebody, like some of those guys, I would like seeing those guys back. Maybe Robert Redford. <laughs> Since you're going Hydra. <laughs> Huh? I said maybe Robert Redford since you're going Hydra. <laughs> I mean that, but see, like, okay, like, I know you've kind of gone down a rabbit hole. Big time. Earth's Mightiest Defender. But he would be Earth's somebody Mightiest cool. Heroes. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. But that would be, like, kind of how they had one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. top people. He would be somebody really cool to be a scroll. And be like, I've been off world for like five years. Like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. I've never been part of a secret organization. Like, I'm red, I'm red, white, and blue all, all thrown through. And it's like, Hydra was basically trying to use, um, scrolls were trying to use Hydra to do some other things. It's like, oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Baron Von Strucker. I don't know. There's there's lots of yeah, he's another weed in death that was stupid. Baron Strucker is also one. I, I also was like, man, how many these deaths came under Josh Whedon. I'm like, really? Come on, man. Baron Strucker should have been like cool Hydra for like seasons on Marvel's Agents of Shield and a bigger villain. Now I've got you. Now I've got you. My number one choice. No, two. Trip and Ward. Bring them back from Agents of Shield. <laughs> have them been squirrels and then have them show up here. That would be great. Like have Ward actually be a Shield agent who was never Hydra. Who was a scroll? Who was Hydra? And Ward being a face that whole time. It's like and and Trip like Trip die. I mean, it's, I mean, it actually works really good because it's like Trip dies on accident, not trying to save them, right. and it's like, oh wow! And then you bring back Trip's like again. I've been on a spaceship. Like I, I never even. I, I was you know trying to hang out with y'all, but. Yeah, and Trip by, was by frozen in place. Rico, yeah. I got abducted. And we're cool because Trip was frozen in place. So he was not able to turn into a scroll. And Ward was off plan and became a alien hive, which could also play into a scroll thing because a scroll could change its appearance. Bring an agent to shield back, mean, baby. Like, but Trip, remember, Trip disintegrates once he gets touched. Yeah, so yeah. you would never see that he's not a scroll. So. Like, like that. That's it's like th- those are my like. If you want to bring some of those people back who are dead, killed unnecessarily. I mean, we were emotional, but you know, having like having a uh, trip back that would be cool. War would be just that complete mind screw job because it's like that dude was the shadiest dude ever. He was, and then he's not the shadiest <laughs> dude when he's in Hydra world. Wait, he was never in Hydra. What the heck? Wait, do you mean, was he ever, was like, was a guy who was actually abducted, you know, working with, um, what's my man, uh, Bill Paxton? Garrett. Garrett was like, was he the one who was trans, or was why he was actually, you know, training to be Hydra? Was that the guy who was kidnapped? We don't know. Maybe he was working undercover for S.H.I.E.L.D., trying to infiltrate with Garrett, and then before that got any further, the scrolls got him. (laughs) Okay. Come on, Marlon. Listen, yeah. we got some ideas here. Come on. <laughs> I went in on the show. I've got, got a list of about 30 people we could bring back here. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and I'm sure, like, some of these guys, even if you... If you just create the storyline, 
of these guys were not were the people that were killed were scroll and then they end up being scroll later on it still will make it a cool cool show to me because yeah i mean like nick fury has to believe like i've been hanging out with scrolls for x amount of years and maybe i know the tells but i don't know because some of the people i actually thought it weren't scrolls we're scroll, and I don't know any of this stuff. Like they could have been off-world, captured by a militarized scroll faction that wants to take take on uh, the creep. We don't. I mean, it, it it actually could play really fun, and they could do some really fun stuff. And because it's not a movie where they're necessarily bringing in all the Avengers, they could really use this as a platform to put Shield back into the MCU proper. So maybe we could have Quake you know, the cavalry back and just showing up is them their own regular characters. And it's like, okay, are they helping Nick? Are they scrolls? What's the deal? And that way they can keep the budget kind of low without having to be like, where's Captain America? Who would be amazing to have a random Chris Evans cameo. Hey guys. Cap? Cap? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I think agents of shield is probably the better place to mine characters from and then and i know that's why we're kind of i'm i'm harping on it it's because i think that's the cheaper way to go because it's like quake really i mean heck i just finished i mean i'm watching smallville like she's like 19 i mean 2002 clark powers at best it's like just a little cgi some quaking and we're good to go she flies over there you use the you use the harness and she flies that way. It's you cheap. Clearly, have no problems with MCU shows, so yeah. the budget's not a problem. It's a non-factor. Yeah, but I mean, you you those those are the guys you can have. There's a, enough storyline and actually gets people back interested in Shield. And then you can, I mean, because how Agents of Shield ended, it's all it's like there's a whole team of Shield agents that are right. out. In the world, yeah, who could just come back? I mean, they're off planet, so who knows what they're up to? You could all make all of them, Cree. I mean, you could make them all scroll. So yeah, it could be. I think it would. I think it would be really fun if they, you know, bring Agents of Shield back using um, Secret Invasion. And another thing that I'm really enjoying is the fact that they're keeping Don Cheadle's War Machine so integral to this Phase Four. You know, he had that appearance in the Falcon and Warner Soldier, really helped Falcon kind of think things over. Um, he's going to be in this. He's going to be in Armor Wars, his own series. And I just like the fact that War Machine is not, okay, well, Iron Man's not here anymore. You don't, you don't mean as much. Like, they're raising his profile in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for another team movie now. Let's, let's, let's bring, out, bring him out. If it's not the Avengers, then somebody. Because I would like to see a team. Thank you. Before Fantastic Four. Around the time it's Fantastic Four. I, 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 I'm, it, it's one of the, this is one of the few times I'm enjoying utilizing that whole patience thing. I know. It's it's a foreign concept to you. I know. Boo his. But it's actually fun waiting. It's like, all right, you guys are building a whole... I mean, it's like your, your older characters... Instead of having, I mean, they aged out gracefully, and but you're gonna have this whole second. I mean, I mean, they know it's phase four, but it's like there's gonna be a whole world open up where these the older heroes are like, hey, we have retired or we have given all we can, but these other guys can step up, and I think that's what's gonna make MCU 
in twenty probably twenty six or twenty fifth uh, twenty twenty five. I actually really like Destination. Like, oh my gosh, this is a these are great movies that are gonna be coming out. And all of these TV shows, you're gonna have the Marvels coming out. I mean, like when they're out there, you're gonna see all of that coming together. And it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really really cool. Yeah. All right. So let's go here. March thirtieth is our next one. Moon Knight and. Everything I've seen from Moon Knight looks really interesting and fascinating. I do think his costume's a little busy, but it's the kind of busy like I thought Visions was, where in action I won't care as much. But it's a lot going on with Moon Knight's default superhero outfit. How excited are you for Moon Knight? Moon you know, weird thing is like, I have probably seen almost, if there's been like a Doctor Strange trailer, I've been on that. Uh, Moon Knight and I and like and Sunday now we're gonna be talking about later on. Moon Knight is one I haven't seen that much of. It's it. I don't know if it's like the my algorithms aren't catching that many Moon Knight trailers, other than the one I think I probably the last one I saw was the one from the Super Bowl, and I have not seen anything else. But I was already intrigued. I'm like, okay, y'all got another Marvel show? I'm 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 I'm, I'm jumping on board. Y'all haven't y'all haven't led me astray yet, so I'm I'm on. Yeah, and I sure. Oscar Isaac deserves a better Marvel movie or project than that lame duck X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse was awful and he deserves a better film than that. So I'm glad he gets his second chance, much like Ryan Reynolds to actually have a good character in the MCU. Yeah. I think that's, this is what he can actually grow with versus that, you know, non-apocalypse the only time he was actually apocalypse was in some professor x dream or some mess oh they had him in the costume Um, it was just a it was just a bad movie he really looked like a power rangers villain it was it's like or the fact that he his whole horsemen were basically a bunch of x-men rejects (laughs) i i I really appreciate fox ruining so many good classic x-men stories so (laughs) Kevin Feige has to be like, what could I do? These suckers are ruining so much stuff. All right. So then we've got uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out May 6th. And you have been excited about this one. I've been excited about this one. Everything they're showing with this movie looks like it's going to be off the walls, bonkers, crazy ridiculous, and whatever. What's your take on this? How ex- what's your excitement level on here? See, I'm no, I'm, I have, to, I know this is one of the few movies I know I have to like. Far from home, I did like. Okay, come on, bring your expectations down. You can't go as high as you are because you think, oh, X, everything is possible. I mean, <laughs> but the actual fun thing is, everything was possible, and they put it in the daggone movie, which was awesome. This is one that has so many. It has the realm of possibility. This one is maddening. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to like, okay, you could. I mean, it's like, did we hear Patrick Stewart's voice? Definitely sounded like it. And it, I mean, they it, are re- they're they're doing the same job of being non-committal and saying no, like they were for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And no way home. And it was one of those deals where it's like, okay, you guys could throw in the Illuminati and why not? Because you can, it's, it's on the table. You could do it. And, you know, 
maybe it's all the Fox characters and Anson Mount from Inhumans as Black Bolt. I mean, and, and yes, I know I'm doing this and it's probably not going to happen, but they could also have an Illuminati version of Black Panther. Like, yeah, because I mean, you could just be in a suit and not say anything. So like there, there's lots of fun possibilities for that. Then we've got zombies from What If. How do you have zombie? How do you have zombie Doctor Strange? I'm just like, come on, man! Like, y'all, you're bringing heartless Doctor Strange out. You're bringing, I mean, zombies. We we don't know what the we don't know what the constraint of this movie is. I think that's the our and that's why our imagination is just out here. We don't know what they can do, and it's like. We know there's the multiverse has been discussed in a previous movie. So it's like, and we've seen what the multiverse brings. Hello, DC. And all of the possibilities are there. It's just like, oh, that trash property on Fox? Yeah, we can rehabilitate that. Like, oh, do we leak an apocalypse that doesn't look like, you know, a Power Ranger? Yeah, we can do that. Like, we can do, do we bring the X-Men back? Do we bring the Fantastic Four? All of it we want it all in this one movie and Wanda, our hero, can make it all happen. Yeah, or is she the villain? Who knows? So that one I'm really excited about. And we got our very first trailer for Miss Marvel, which is dropping June 8th. It looked really good. I'm excited about this show because this is our first younger hero besides Peter Parker. And, you know, it's a different side of life. I really love the fact that we showed um, the Moss scene with them praying. I thought that was cool. Uh, just because it's just like, hey, this is something different. And we're going to celebrate the difference. Not just act like, okay, well, yeah, she's Muslim. But actually cater and, and spotlight that part of her character, which is a really important part of her character. I was trying to think how many other Muslim character superheroes there are in Marvel and DC. And... I came uh, with Simon her and Simon Bass. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was like, it's her and Simon. That's it. That's all I can think of. <laughs> like, I hate to say that. I'm like, and that's in, and I'm like, oh, we, you know, and that's just like, yeah, comic books. And I mean, like, you could, if you want to be expansive, you could go, uh, well, Violet from Young Justice, but we didn't have her in the season. Not, yeah. Because, I mean, it's, and I'm sure there's probably more, but the high, highest profile, highest profile yeah. in. Simon's case because he's barely around, but that's it. This it's not a whole lot, and that's definitely something that Marvel and DC need to work on as much as they do some other minorities. All right, so both looking forward to Miss Marvel and the soundtrack theme for it, much like Moon Knight was perfect. Like, yes, I'm blinded by the lights. It's great. Uh, I guess they got to deal with the weekend just to do some cool stuff. So good deal there. That's a license track. They got money. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're not worried. And finally, no, I guess not finally. We've got Thor, Love and Thunder. That's coming up. And then we got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I'm definitely excited about Love and Thunder. I don't really need to know a lot of details about that. I am not as overly anxious and excited and hyped for Black Panther as I feel like I should be. And maybe when I'm... When I start seeing trailers, I'll be excited and hyped up. But right now, I'm kind of like, this is like watching a Captain America movie and Chris Evans is dead. And I can't get hyped up about it seeing Bucky 
running around or Captain Carter running around as the new hero because it's like, well, I want to see Captain America. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I is, is I know this might sound, you know, hateful, but it's like, I mean, this, this is this is how I'm feel. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be excited to see Black Panther, uh, Wakanda World. I'm just, I feel like, not, I mean, not recasting T'Challa is a giant mistake, and I don't really care what it is. I think there's wait, like we said, I know we said this. Many a podcast go. There's too many stories to left on the table. I think, uh, or at least they have a proper handoff, like how Hawkeye transferred Hawkeye to uh, Kate Bishop. Like just that handoff, I think would have done would it, would do wonders for me to, for my excitement. I mean, I'm I, I'm not gonna say excitement, but it was like you know, let's let's if this is how it's got to be, let's do it this way. But to to be with black, I mean, to basically have Black Panther world without Black Panther, just it, it doesn't fill me with a whole bunch of excitement. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm, yeah, just not as thrilled about that as I want to be. So Nicholas Cage is making promotional rounds, and he's been asked a lot of combo questions lately. One of which was, what Batman villain he'd like to play if he were part of the Batman universe, and his his answer was interesting. He said Egghead. I love Nicolas Cage's just random, wild, deep love of comic books where he can go with Egghead and be like, yep, that's who I want to play. But he was also asked about Ghost Rider. And he said he hadn't been contacted by Marvel about reprising his role as Johnny Blaze. And I know it's kind of fun to beat up on Nick Cage for his performances sometimes, but I thought he was fine in Ghost Rider. And again, it was that pre-Iron Man phase of movies where... The expectations weren't that high. But I thought the movie was fine for a pre-Iron Man superhero movie. And I think he'd do... I mean, because Nicolas Cage can go off. And he's he has the motorcycle credibility. You know, he, he looks like a dude who would ride a motorcycle. Devil may care attitude, pun intended. It just whatever. And I think, I mean, Ghost Rider is basically special effects. And Nick Cage has an energy that's wild and crazy that with a great script would be just fine. I still haven't watched the sequel because people tell me it sucks. So <laughs> what about you? I don't know if I watched the sequel either, but I enjoy, I, I mean, I enjoyed Ghost Rider. I mean, I, I, and I, I, when it was on Netflix, I watched it and was like, it wasn't like, Oh, this is okay. You know, putting the caveat. I'm like, yo, this is, I mean, this, this is like, to me, like a blade. I mean, a blade movie. It's like, yo, this is pre, pre-Iron Man, but it's still cool. It still holds up for what they're trying to do in that movie. It's like, hey, now, am I going to talk about Legion? Uh, Legion was a little... Well, Legion yeah, could have been a little know, better. The villains are always real dicey in, in that pre-period. Pre-Iron yeah, Man. That, that, was, that, was always, that was the Doctor Dooms and, you know, they they couldn't figure out how to, how, how to balance screen time between the good guy introduction and the bad guy that we can make something, you know, if we don't have, you know, two or three movies. Their to kind deal of flesh was out. using Batman as the Bible for their superhero movies. And Joker had just as much screen time 
as if not more than Batman. But that was because they wrote it in a way to showcase Jack Nicholson. And it's like, well, of course you do it that way. And Batman doesn't need to be front and center of that movie. And that's why Batman Returns is so good because it's like, okay, let's do it totally different and make him the center of his movie along with these three villains. But they all use that like, all right, we've got to give the villain 40 to 50% of the screen time. And he's going to be really charismatic and fun and all this stuff. And it's like, no, not everybody's Jack Nicholson's Joker. You can't do that. Give him 20% and just let it ride. Because mm-hmm. that's really what doomed the Fantastic Four movie. Because Julian McMichael, what's that his name? Julian McMahon. That was his name. Not good. And you know, the way they wrote his Doctor Doom sucked. It's funny because, like, like, you know, when I'm starting work, I'll sometimes have charmed on and i'm like i understand the look of this guy you thought yo this is a guy who could look like you know pre-scarring dr doom but dr doom his backstory and how he gets into mass is cool but you trying to sandwich that in and not almost like a flashback really that didn't work in fantastic four and you know trying to make him more charismatic than he probably is him, Doctor Doom spit one line was just horrible idea. I mean, that was that was <laughs> on him. Doom, I mean, like is is my us like Earth's mighty hero. Doom can't be bothered. I love oh, his portrayal. Like, what are you doing in here, Tony Stark? Get out of here. Bye. Oh, oh, that thing I was trying to find about those. Yeah, get out. I'm done with y'all. He was. They they handled him so great in that and the second season of the Fantastic Four cartoon, where I just felt like this is Doctor Doom. If we just get that take on him on the big screen, wherever he shows up, it's going to be great. And yeah, I mean, I know the inclination is he can't be in the Fantastic Four because those Fox movies trash the legacy of him on screen. But maybe he could show up as a character in the background, uh, making moves before his big appearance somewhere. I mean, hey, uh, there's, there's a movie uh, coming out and made it. Uh, nobody... Uh... Nobody, you know, he does, does dabbles a little bit in sorcery, so, you know. Possibly. All right, last thing here. The Netflix Marvel shows have been categorized on Disney Plus as the Defender Saga. So you can check all of them out. Which then leads me to my Dummy of the Week, which I'm going to go before you because this just works this way. And Wait, you are, you are changing it up this week. Oh, gosh. I literally am mixing it up. I'm doing something different. So... Um, the, of course, now I'm trying to get this. All right. The parents (laughs) television council had some thoughts about Netflix shows coming on Disney plus president Tim Winter released the following statement praising Disney plus for implementing stricter parental controls, but accusing the streamer of destroying their brand by showcasing, showcasing the TVMA rated shows for more than 98 years. So they were just too shy of a century. The Walt Disney company has been synonymous with the words family friendly. And I can think of no other corporation in American history that has been built more squarely on the backs and on the wallets of parents and families. The company's eponymous platforms, Disney Plus, logically marketed itself as a family-friendly streaming service where Anakin was not killing younglings. Right, sorry, that added that part. And parents have placed their trust in Disney to deliver just that. It seems wildly, wildly 
off-brand for Disney Plus to add TVMA and R-rated programming to this platform, obstinately to increase subscription revenue. I'm going to pause for a moment. Did you know anyone who was like, I didn't care about Disney Plus, but now that they have Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, I am buying this joint. Nobody. Okay. So what comes next? Oh my gosh, this is this this is better. I don't think I need to go any further. I think with this one, it'll wrap it up. So what comes next? Adding live striptease performances in Fantasyland at Disney World? If so, I think more fathers will be more engaged at Disney World. That's just my thought. You want to go back to Fantasyland, kids? Uh-oh. I was going to say, uh, makes the waiting in line a whole lot easier. <laughs> hey, it'll take you two hours to get to Space Mountain from here. No problem. No problem. Hey, Bandy. Hey, Bambi. I guess Bambi would be multi in Tinkerbell. They would serve different purposes in yeah. this context. Okay, cool. All right, so that's my dummy of the week. I'm, I'm the co-sign on that because it's just like, they're... I let's say this: Disney has always had properties that are MA. They just don't claim it as Disney, and it's like it's a streaming service that still. Well, even if they had siloed it to Hulu, it's still a Disney property. Like, what are you trying to? I mean, like trying to act like there's an actual meaningful difference. It's like, hey, parents, most of you should figure out how to use your TV and put on those parental controls that you magically have been complaining about for the last 40 years, but never figure out how to actually implement them on your on your TV. And it's usually just one freaking button. I feel like so, writing that letter took less time than it would have to watch the YouTube video to figure out the parental controls for Disney+. Plus. That's just my YouTube? Thought. How do I get to the YouTube? <laughs> What's the YouTube? Is it on the line? <laughs> the the internet's <laughs> so yes well that's it um thank you as always little bro it's time for some married at first sight excitement although we will not have any dabbing of the eyes with Alyssa gone oh uh, I'm a good I, person I, wait did I get a tear no I couldn't come up with one I'm a good person all right well thank you so much as always thank you all out there for watching this episode allows movie files has been filed <laughs>